Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of... The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. When we don't bore you, we get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you flow, get it done. 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 Welcome, welcome everyone that is joining in right now. My name is Fenev and this is Fenever News. In case you don't know, we made a massive, massive jump due to X, Y, and Z reasons, mainly because YouTube is being YouTubey. We decided to bring the Fenever News show exclusively to its own channel. We've been up and running since December, and as of recent, we've been gaining a little bit of traction. And I was like, you know what? Let's rip the band-aid off and bring this bad boy over here. So in case you don't know, every Saturday, 12 p.m. EST, you will get the full episode of Fenever News in its entirety and then throughout the week you will get different news segments or whatnot so hopefully you enjoy subscribe hit that bell this is the new home for Fenever News shout outs to Fenever World because they're still doing their thing I'm talking like it's another person holy shit still gonna be doing our thing over there the anime reviews manga reviews all of the stuff that you're used to is just the news in particular will be exclusive to over here for the most part there might be from time to time a story that we cover over there but this is the home of Fenever News so hope you guys enjoy your stay and without further ado let's get into these stories because we've got a lot to talk about now that we're once a week we've got stories let's jump in okay so bleach fans y'all already know thousand year blood war on the way we know that the anime is supposed to officially start here in october and it's just been absolute madness we had a new trailer for the upcoming thousand year blood war official trailer because the first one was like a pre-render this one gave us an idea of what the thousand year blood war bleach is going to look like and it looks mighty purty well now apparently over the last few days this media had the opportunity of getting an interview which is kind of mind-boggling to see that he actually gave one from the original creator of bleach Taite Kubo and there was a lot that was said there was a couple of excerpts that I have here I definitely recommend you probably go check it out because at the end of the day it's been so long since Kubo has been really put out there like I want to say this might even be the first time in years upon years that anybody let alone Viz Media in particular have posted a major interview from Taite Kubo like he just hasn't been on the scene especially ever since the end of Bleach it was kind of like it went quiet for a bit he came out and said a very very sad story about his health and how he was kind of looking up to this kid 
that was suffering like it was a really sad situation so to see it all come back around and Kubo was back and on top again to a certain degree I love to see it and they posted this interview with him as well as I believe there was interviews from the director or one of the main animators over on the Bleach anime as well so a lot of people that are heavily involved and it just shows that they're really putting their best foot forward that's one of the best things before anything that oh they're actually, you know, trying. They're putting people behind it. They got Kubo involved. When you get the original creator involved, that's one of the best things you could do because that's getting the closest you can to the source material, the person that created it themselves. But for starters, it says here, Bleach director and producer interview. Family is the major theme in the Thousand of Blood War arc. I think the backstory surrounding Ichigo's mother is especially impactful. That was from the director and producer. And for the most part, I do remember family being a big theme in particular around Ichigo's character arc. Like, as it continues, continues on throughout it there's a lot that goes on a thousand blood war looking back it was you know 200 plus chapters of content so there was definitely other elements but that was in terms of Ichigo's discovery as who he is and honestly coming to I guess the full circle of his character scope and his character arc it was definitely impactful with his family and honestly some of the things that I really love about Bleach that it would take things from eons ago you know you thought Grand Fisher's involvement you thought something with Ishin there was a lot of elements from you know early on in the series that kind of came full circle and was connected with his mom in a major way so very very excited to see that stuff again it's been so long I remember there was a little bit of controversy now that I think about it when Kubo drew this topless drawing of Ichigo's mother when she was a bit younger a lot of people was like how the hell they pushed this in Shonen Jump like it was straight up bare I was like okay Kubo we, we, we see you what you're doing here wild stuff but we see you fam and then Kubo one of the excerpts we got from his interview is they asked him what are you most excited about and he said the battle between your watch and Yamamoto from what I've seen so far the battle scene is going to look amazing that's something everyone can look forward to and I'm gonna just be honest with you that is very interesting and a good amazing thing to know right because even though we got that trailer I'm still gonna be skeptical you never know they could drop the ball this is a lot of episodes that they have to go through in order to adapt the entirety of the thousand and blood war bleach so I'm always gonna be skeptical but the fact that they are somewhat deep into that battle based on the way Kubo answered it it's as if he's already seen whether it be storyboards whether it be pieces of animation he's seen something he's not just speaking on his you know original manga he's speaking from the anime's perspective and that fight if i'm not mistaken doesn't happen for a bit into it so the fact that they're already there and he's seen some stuff shows that okay they're not coming into this one like we've heard studio Piro's nightmare with black clover of how they didn't finalize the freaking final main character designs until like two or three months until the anime was supposed to air which i still don't understand how the hell they pull that off and I guess that's also why a lot of episodes of Black Clover suffered in art and animation because how the hell do you do that but thankfully that's not going to be the case seemingly at the very least if Kubo has already seen some major bits like your watch versus Yamamoto being like a big staple and it's already in the animation production that's a good thing to note that okay it's not going to be bad at the very least we know up until that point they probably have a lot of things already set and ready to go and they're tweaking it as they continue on to eventually the inevitable release least of those episodes which i can't wait but then we got also some other great great news which unfortunately if you're not in japan and unfortunately if you're not a part of taita kubo's bleach club outside you won't have access to this but this is major because it's the anime because according to this it says bleach's thousand year blood war anime episodes one and two pre-screening details episode one will be held for club outside members only kubo and production staff will be present episode two will be held at stage show by anime voice actors in the cast and taita 
Takubo said, I had decided in my head to end the manga in 15 years, and with so many characters appearing in the last arc, there were many battle scenes that never made it to the manga, so I hope to help insert those scenes back in anime as much as possible. Which kind of adds to what we heard already that, hey, there's going to be some anime original fights to the Bleach series, but hearing it from Kubo was definitely a lot nicer. Basically, yeah, if you're not a part of Kubo's thing, and pretty much if you're not in Japan, because I believe that the way they were saying it is, is of course, a live event, you're not going to have access to it, and also that in a way makes it a good thing because like yo leaks can happen rapidly and if kubo and the production team are on site maybe people won't be able to get through maybe people trying to sneak their cell phones won't be able to get through and it'll allow the staff and whatnot to say okay this is what they thought of this episode we could tweak things because if they don't have the luxury of being able to tweak things then the episode come september is the episodes you know episodes one and two but if they keep it like hey this is just exclusive also shout outs to kubo running up the bag because club outside is his whole thing and the fact that they are allowing him to debut the first two episodes in his little realm where he gets the bag this is great for kubo i love seeing these creators prosper and whatnot and the fact that he's able to launch something like that like just like what we're doing over here for example breaking away from forever world and creating another whole multiverse over here with forever news pretty much he's using the biggest platform that he has bleach to create this club outside and the fact that it's not called bleach outside or anything like that allows so when burn the witch comes boom he has people on there when he decides to create his own work if he decided tomorrow to self-publish and say i don't need to go through shueisha kodansha shogakugan i have my club outside he just used th this whole bleach episode one and two thing as a springboard to probably bring in god knows how many people that are going to buy into it yeah he could essentially create his own manga and release it through club outside and then eventually publish books outside of that like there's just so many ways to slice it and bravo to kubo i'm not gonna lie i don't know how he was able to finesse that how shueisha was like yeah we'll allow you to premiere those episodes on your platform whether it be maybe they needed a stake in it or whatever it is either way shout outs to kubo running up the bag and if you're a part of club outside and i'm assuming in japan you'll be able to watch the first two episodes and you never know maybe they will leak it online or some shit like that i don't want it to happen but i'm not necessarily gonna say oh i don't want to watch these freaking amazing episodes no i'm watching them shits okay i'm sorry i'm, I'm watching them asap the second somebody throws me a link like yo fnab dog this is it fnab dog is watching it lads but yes people those are all the updates we have so far from the creator of bleach the anime producer director of the bleach anime and so on and so forth things are sounding very very good for the bleach styles in your blood war again reuse side versus your watch oh my god i can't wait this is gonna be so freaking epic dog nostalgia galore taking me back to when i was reviewing those chapters chainsaw man fans chainsaw man fans chainsaw man save me in case you don't know that's a reoccurring gag that we use whenever we talk about chainsaw man around these parts get used to it well in case you don't know chainsaw man 2 recently was finally released its first chapter and the internet went wild i'm not even gonna lie the amount of fan art from famous manga cover doing fan arts of the new character that was introduced chainsaw man 2 is just already off to an incredible start and tatsuki fujimoto i'd imagine probably feels like a rock star like you're trending you're all over the place and once again there's still no freaking chainsaw man anime where they do that ass way however you probably like you know what can we quantify this like how good did this possibly do you know what i'm saying like sure a few weebs online were talking about and managed to get it trending and stuff like that but is it really popping well we have a little bit of insight at the very least on the first day of what it did and this is astronomical dog this is manga mind you like there's always that stigma that who reads anymore in 2022 like it couldn't be me like no dog a lot of people are reading and manga as it stands right now is at the very least for the time being continuing to grow because according to this information courtesy of the ever so awesome jose underscore ke chainsaw man 2's first chapter reached three point 
3 million views on Jump Plus in Japan only one day after its release. That's the third highest number in a day in Jump Plus, right below Look Back and Takopi's last chapter. So Look Back, in case you don't know, was Tatsuki Fujimoto's other work where a lot of people I'd imagine probably thought, oh, Chainsaw Man, you know, more Chainsaw Man because Look Back was pretty much the first, I believe, big one shot. And then there was Goodbye Eddie. And Takopi is a very, very big series over there. And I'd imagine, yeah, a last chapter of anything is going to be huge. In case you don't know, anytime a series is going into the end, it's almost like a reversal of like just the way like the first chapter is going to have a lot of interest because people are like, hey, what's that about? The finale brings in everybody. Like, I may have not read it, but I want to see how it ended. So the fact that it did that is insane in Japan only. And I'd imagine also the fact that it was released, I want to say really late over there, probably made it even lower. But again, 3.3 million views day one Japan only. What do you think it did over here in the West and worldwide in general? Like comment below hashtag Chainsaw Man 2 and give me your prediction of what it did probably worldwide adding that 3.3 million with everywhere else of just because let's just say Japan's volume sales are way higher than everywhere, right? That's the home country. Doesn't necessarily mean that free readers because at the end of the day this chapter was like free damn near everywhere aren't going to be able to easily eclipse that. Like I'd imagine we got at the very least 10 million, 15 million readers worldwide day one, which if that's the case, jeez Louise, shout outs to Chainsaw Man, shout outs to Tatsuki Fujimoto, astonishing, absolutely astonishing, and I'm definitely here to stand Asami Taka-san. <laughs> Big, big ups. This is a very big accomplishment. Dragon Ball fans, I come bearing once again unfortunate news when it comes to the success or lack thereof of Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Now, a lot of people have been skeptical on whether or not this movie was going to do well. A lot of people, since we've seen little inklings of the results coming back in, weekend one, week one, have been kind of throwing excuses like, yo, this, that, and the third, it's going to pick up, sure enough. And I have some very big damning information that definitely shows Dragon Ball Super Superhero the movie has officially become a flop now granted i feel like this was one big experiment a big haymaker you got to think for a second that dragon ball super superhero has been 1000 percent marketed distributed and pushed as not that battle series to bring in the battleheads not like yo look at broly goku and vegeta the holy trinity the father son and the holy spirit like it wasn't marketed like that because that's what sells dragon ball that is why despite the fact that we complain 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 they continue to deliver Goku and Vegeta and everything that fans really really scream about because usually when they go left it doesn't really work out that well now granted I feel like this movie had elements of it that could have helped and also we already know 3D CG I'm not going to keep on retreading that was a very big mistake in my opinion but that's also the inevitable future which is strange enough to say but either way they did at the last minute add in a lot of marketing of hey gohan and piccolo that should have been at the forefront the fact of the main villain which they leaked out and revealed is cell that should have been at the forefront they just really were trying to experiment so heavily with this family friendly piccolo as a grandfather and all of these other elements the red ribbon army that people really didn't gravitate towards it and these results show very heavily dragon ball super superhero as how miyazaki would say was a mistake well he didn't say dragon ball he said anime but either way, whatever. Because according to this information here is Box Office Mojo and Montan Web Battle of Gods in 2013 in its first 
month from March 30th to April 28th in 2013 did $28.162444 So Battle of Gods is the first, you know, on the relaunch of the Dragon Ball franchise. All of that good stuff. Probably you would have expected more, but either way, what else? Then you move forward a few years later, two years later to be precise. Still didn't have the TV anime. We had Resurrection F in 2015. And from April 18th to May 17th, it did 28.8. So pretty much it damn near did almost the same. It did about like 600 something, almost $700,000 more month one. But for the most part, there wasn't a decrease. It was a slight increase. It kind of stabilized. And I think a big part of that was definitely the marketing of Frieza returning. Despite the fact that the art and animation in that film wasn't the highest of high. Like there was a lot of simplistic scenes and whatnot. It got everybody crazy. Like, oh my God, Frieza's back. How is he back? How is he fighting? How How is this happening? And that's probably what drew all that up. But honestly, I didn't realize that it did that. I don't want to say little but just expected more for some reason but then again overall it eventually went on to do like 100 million plus so it is what it is then fast forward three years later following the end of the dragon ball super tv anime and pretty much fans waiting what was it like i don't even know how many months it was from march until december that there was no dragon ball super they came back with the broly film from december 14th to january 13th that one did 31.5 million so we was going up yet again it did damn near 3 million more however with a lot of factors of trying this new style of 3D CG art and animation, the fact of not pushing Goku and Vegeta, the fact of making it seem like it's a family-friendly oriented thing. Month one for Dragon Ball Super Superhero from June 11th to July 10th, it did 14 million. 587,000 pretty much damn that's less than half of what Broly did and that's pretty much half of what Resurrection F and Battle of Gods did clearly showing no matter how you want to slice it that Dragon Ball Super Superhero at the very least in Japan can't speak worldwide solely in Japan is a insane flop it flopped badly like i get it they experimented i get it they didn't focus i get all of the excuses that people want to make also the tv anime was gone for a while bottom line it flopped it, it didn't perform nowhere close to what the other three did and it's disappointing to see because you ideally want to see more of dragon ball but also i think that this is going to be good news in a way because if they look at those numbers and realize oh people really don't want this 3d cg oh people want what they want like they'll probably go back and deliver us what we want like honestly i would have taken a 2d movie with a retread of i don't know bringing bardock into the freaking movies or whatever anything i would have taken it if it was like the dragon ball that we love which at the end of the day i go to dragon ball for some of the best action scenes that you're gonna get that you can't get anywhere else because these characters are freaking godlike that's what i go to dragon ball for i don't go to dragon ball for family friendly stuff like that'll be in there and i love the jokes and comedy that in particular toriyama when he decides to get a little goofy or whatnot i enjoy those aspects of it but that's not what i go to dragon ball for i, I go to dragon ball for specific reasons and the fact that it wasn't until the last minute they decided to market the piccolo gohan sell all of that stuff really shows like dog you did half despite the fact that fans have been wanting dragon ball super to return for a long time this is not good and this could definitely be an indication that moving forward they might say yeah maybe we shouldn't go 3d cg because dog half like that is a that is a steep decline definitely curious how you guys feel about this what is your rationale behind this again a lot of people are going to make excuses a lot of people are going to say i'm just hating like dog that's half that's less than half of broly month one like we'll see what the west does and worldwide outside of japan come this august and whatnot but this is not good at all okay next up this is a very very big deal if you're a fan of 
of the medium of manga, then you're probably going to be interested in this at the very least because there's certain staples, certain legends, certain people that you only wish and dream like you would ever see them do an interview together. You'd only wish and dream like for crossovers. There's just certain authors that are so legendary and unfortunately they're in different publishing companies that you'd be like, oh, it's never gonna happen. We'll never see them talk or anything like that. To see these two conglomerates of Shueisha and Shogakugan deciding to put aside their rivalry, put aside their competition and do this for the fans and also to kind of cross promote it is an amazing thing because in case you don't know apparently soon enough we are going to be graced with an Eichiro Oda and Gosho Aoyama interview. Now you probably like if you don't know about manga. Well who's Eichiro Oda and Gosho? How the hell you don't know who's Oda? Like the next one Gosho Aoyama. Maybe you don't know. It's not as popular. But no you don't know who's Oda? The creators of One Piece and Detective Conan Case Closed. Two of the longest running anime of all time. They're both over a thousand episodes. Both over a thousand chapters at this particular point. One is an icon and pretty much the flagship series of Shueisha's publishing company Detective Conan is the flagship of Shogakugan and it's funny because while One Piece definitely has outsold it and sells more manga wise anime wise I've been doing this for years so I can 100% tell you that every single week Detective Conan for years upon years upon years outdoes almost everything in the ratings of watchers so I would argue in Japan the Detective Conan anime is way more popular than the One Piece anime but just as a whole, One Piece's manga and IP is more popular than Detective Conan in Japan and worldwide. However, there's still two goats. There's still two goats. I'm going to keep on quoting J. Cole. They act like two legends cannot coexist. And this is going to be amazing because according to this, it says, Dreams don't have to be dreams. Eichiro Oda and Gosho Aoyama will have a special interview that will be published between Shonen Jump issues 34 and weekly Shonen Sunday number 35. And it says here, Oda and Gosho Aoyama will hold the special interview again published in number 34 and 35 both mangaka have publicly talked about each other and expressed their desires to discuss some time Gosho Aoyama stated in 2019 in the Da Vinci magazine that it would be interesting to chat with Oda since both of their works soon published their 100th volume he also added I think Oda and I are the only two people publishing a weekly serialization while broadcasting the anime every week at the same time I would like to discuss with him about various things as comrades Oda replied to all of this later in weekly Shonen Jump number 49 2021 and an author comment congratulating Aoyama for publishing Detective Conan's 100th volume and if you're not in the know you don't understand how legendary this is like this is legit legendary stuff a crossover between One Piece's creator and Detective Conan's creator I hope that they get into the nitty gritties of stuff I hope they talk about maybe some problems that they face as authors going this long things they've seen along the way maybe some stuff that Oda noticed about Shonen Sunday and Shogakugan stuff that Gosha Ayama noticed about Shueisha I hope they bring up some of their previous you know their predecessors some of their contemporaries that they rivaled with because I would always argue that ever since Naruto ended, Oda pretty much has just been there. Like, Oda right now, in my opinion, is a Yonko of the manga. Like, he's, like, as strong as Kaido that it took everything and beyond, literally, God to come down and stop him. Otherwise, he's just there. And there's just a bunch of really strong up-and-comers. But he's Oda. So, that's how I feel ever since, like, the end of Naruto. I would love to get more of that conversation. Gosha Aoyama asking him, how have you felt since Naruto ended? And vice versa, how have you felt 
being the king of Shonen Sunday for years upon years and seeing damn near everything in your magazine come and go. But yes, people, two legendary goats, Gosho Aoyama and Eichiro Oda, creators of One Piece and Detective Conan, will be doing an interview together and I will be there to watch it, I must say. <laughs> okay, people, next up, just a small update for Jujutsu Kaisen fans and it really, really sucks to get this update just as I freaking caught up to Jujutsu Kaisen and did a massive video over there on the Fenebo World channel. Go check it out. But according to this, it says Jujutsu Kaisen will be on break in weekly Shonen Jump issue number 34 and the series will resume in issue number 35 as scheduled, which is par for the course with Shonen Jump now. It's kind of crazy to say that over the last two years, this has become a norm where every so often the authors get a break, even though they don't classify any of these series as like bi-weekly or anything like that. They just give them a lot more breaks than they used to and this solely happened with the pandemic. The only person that this luxury was given to before all of this was Eichiro Oda. I'd imagine probably it's because of him being so long and probably him saying, yo dog, if I don't get a break, I'm getting the fuck out of here because I'm breaking. That's probably what happened. So the fact that they're giving this luxury to somebody like Gagaku Tami, to somebody like Kohei Horikoshi, to somebody like Yuki Tabata is probably due to the fact of the pandemic and health issues and people really looking in like, wait a minute, y'all been slaving these authors this whole time? And that's not a good look in the press. So yeah, that's probably what pushed them to do this. But I'm always welcoming of it. I don't care if I got to wait two, three, four weeks. I'm glad Oda just had this big, long month break because they need it. Speaking of One Piece, huge news. One Piece fans, you've been dying for me to give you the update on this. So here I am to tell you that in case you ain't here, um, One Piece yeah, uh, it, 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 it's returning, baby. The the month-long hiatus is coming to a close. And I'm gonna just keep it real. It hasn't felt like it at all. I've been caught up. I made a video, I don't even know how many weeks ago now. Like, yo, right as it went on break, I caught up and I made a big video whatnot over there on the Fenebo World channel. But yeah, uh, One Piece returns in next week's Weekly Shonen Jump, issue number 34, with the cover to celebrate the grand return. And that kind of all lines up because we just spoke about uh, Gosho Aoyama and Eichiro Oda, the creators of One Piece and Detective Conan, doing that big interview. So it makes sense for them to do this big crossover. Also, I didn't mention it, but if you're a Detective Conan reader or one of you out there, yeah, uh, Gosho Aoyama will be going on a month-long break, I believe, right when that interview launches. So it's like Oda returns with One Piece, and then boom, Gosho Aoyama is going on break for a month. But thank goodness, I'm not even going to lie. I, I miss, as crazy as it sounds, seeing some of the wild, stupid One Piece takes on Twitter, seeing the fandom going nuts over the silliest stuff like it's nostalgic to me at this point. I've been doing this shit for so freaking long that it's like, yeah, I want to see people saying, Zoro's gonna kill Kaido, as silly as it sounds, because you never know what could happen. It could be epic, and just in general, I, I love One Piece. So yeah, H.O.O. Oda returning, One Piece returning, issue number 34, and it's gonna have a cover, and I'll keep you guys updated on it. Boruto fans, we got a tiny smidge of little news, which is something, because at the end of the day, we got the manga on break, and the anime is, well, <laughs> the anime. And I'll be honest with you, this update, this info, this change, that is happening for the Boruto Naruto Next Generation anime is like, eh, this update is like, eh. considering the fact that a lot of people are just waiting for the anime to go back into adapting some stuff from the manga. This isn't the greatest news in the world. In fact, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is kind of like, as a Boruto fan, I know it's kind of crazy. You can criticize Boruto and still be a fan. Who would have thought, right? But as a Boruto fan, I'm not excited about this, but matter of fact, let me read it to you. Courtesy of Abdul Zoldak over on Twitter. Boruto TV anime's new key visual drawn by Mikio 
Ikemoto, which Ikemoto is the guy that draws the Boruto manga. Kawaki Himawari Ninja School arc starts from episode 261 and will be airing on August 7, 2022. And it comes with a visual of Kawaki and Himawari. And I'm gonna just keep it real, right? A couple of different layers to this. For starters, it's mind-boggling to see that Himawari is going to be starting school around the time my daughter starts school. My daughter starts school this summer, so kind of blows my mind to even see the parallels sometimes of manga, right? But also, I mean, I, I saw a lot of the Boruto fandom very excited about this, saying, oh my god, they finally changed Himawari's clothes, and I'm like, is this where we're at as a fandom? Like, is this what is getting us, like, going and getting us to run and tune in? Like, yo, they changed Himawari's outfit, and Kawaki's gonna be a part of it? Like, this sounds like this could be really wholesome, and I believe this episode synopsis is out there, but it's like, I'm gonna probably watch this, this would be a good time to tune back in, see maybe if I could get in, but I'm not even gonna lie, considering the fact that, again, I go to Boruto Naruto Next Generations for other aspects, I'm not going for a Himawari Ninja School, I mean, if they're gonna make Himawari a dope character post time skip, then maybe this could be good, and that's what I'm gonna hope on and bet on, because I don't wanna lay in the negativity, maybe they're doing these things because they know post time skip, Himawari's gonna be a badass ninja, we already know that at the end of the day, Naruto kind of showed in the day Naruto became Hokage OVA, she is like a little female baby Gohan, that when she gets mad, she becomes way ridiculously strong, so you put her and make her a little bit more epic and actually use the anime to build her up, then that'll be good, and I guess we won't know if this is useful until post time skip to see if Himawari is going to be a true ninja or where she's going to go with it, I think also the camaraderie of seeing Big Bro and Little Sis, you know, Kawaki and her together will kind of be dope, but in general, again, this isn't what I really want, and I think I can speak for a lot of people when they're like, this would be alright, this would be kind of, you know, wholesome to watch, but code actuation when, code arc when, time skip, huh? What is a time skip at this point, right? So yeah, Boruto Naruto Next Generation fans, the Kawaki Himawari Ninja School new arc starts episode 261, airing August 7, 2022. Also, that's my cousin's birthday. Shout out to you, Martin, what's good? But yeah, Boruto TV anime... Eh, eh. <laughs> oh god what are we doing here people okay so in case you haven't heard over in japan they've been going through it not only did we recently suffer the loss of the late great kazuki takahashi author of the Yu-Gi-Oh! manga but then shortly after there was a massive massive breaking story that the former prime minister of japan shinzo abe was shot and killed essentially assassinated i believe while giving a speech and honestly that kind of rattled not only myself but just japan as a whole the world as a whole to kind of hear because in case you don't know over there in japan gunshots guns they're just not that much of a thing like to hear that somebody got shot over there in japan is extremely rare and then to hear that the freaking former prime minister was shot that is unheard of it's literally just like something that you don't even imagine could happen over there i think i saw a report that there was only like 10 gun related violent acts over there in japan in the last year literally 10 that was just like you know something out of this world to even think about that shinzo abe something could happen or just anybody in general but let alone the former prime minister well we got some reports on what's been going down the suspect and all that stuff let's read but before any of that uh, rest in peace to Shinzo Abe uh, condolences to his family regardless of how you feel about the man how you felt about the man because I've heard some you know not so savory things or whatever you still don't want to shit on the dead that's just wrong so you know condolences to him and his family and everybody in Japan that's mourning and, and worried you know this makes people worry that wait is Japan safe anymore um, but let's read okay so in case you haven't heard over in Japan they've been going through it not only did we recently suffer the loss of the late great 
Kazuki Takahashi, author of the Yu-Gi-Oh! manga. But then shortly after, there was a massive, massive breaking story that the former Prime Minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, was shot and killed, essentially assassinated, I believe while giving a speech. And honestly, that kind of rattled not only myself, but just Japan as a whole, the world as a whole to kind of hear. Because in case you don't know, over there in Japan, guns, they're just not that much of a thing. Like to hear that somebody got shot over there in Japan is extremely rare. And then to hear that the freaking former prime minister was shot, that is unheard of. It's literally just like something that you don't even imagine could happen over there. I think I saw a report that there was only like 10 gun-related violent acts over there in Japan in the last year. Literally 10. That was just like, you know, something out of this world to even think about that Shinzo Abe, something could happen or just anybody in general, but let alone the former prime minister. Well, we got some reports on what's been going down, the suspect and all that stuff. Let's read, but before any of that, uh, rest in peace to Shinzo Abe. Uh, condolences to his family. Regardless of how you feel about the man how you felt about the man because I've heard some you know not so savory things or whatever you still don't want to shit on the dead that's just wrong so you know condolences to him and his family and everybody in Japan that's mourning and, and worried you know this makes people worry that wait is Japan safe anymore um but let's read how Abe and Japan became vital to Moon's unification church the suspected assassin of Shinzo Abe told police he held a grudge because the former prime minister had ties to a religious group he blamed for his his mother's financial troubles, local media reported. With door-to-door -door sales tactics that targeted grieving elderly people and the cultivation of prominent political leaders, the Unification Church has spent decades establishing Japan as its most dependable profit center, according to investigators who study the late Reverend Sun Myung Moon's many tentacled spiritual and financial global empire. Now, after the suspected assassin of former Japan Prime Minister Shinzo Abe told police that he blamed a religious group for his mother's bankruptcy, and the Unification Church confirmed that the shooter's mother was indeed a member of its Japanese branch. The role of the church, long controversial in this country, is once again being scrutinized. The suspected shooter, Tetsuya Yamagami, told police that his mother had been financially ruined after being pressured to donate large sums of money to a religious group, according to Japanese news reports. Tomihiro Tanaka, who runs the church's Japanese branch, said at a news conference Monday that Yamagami's mother joined the organization in 98, then left for a time and returned to the fold this year. A church official said he did not have information about the mother's donations to the organization and had no record of Yamagami himself having ever belonged to the church. Police have not yet named the religious organization. On Tuesday, Japanese media outlets reported that bullet holes were found on the facade of the Unification Church building in Nara. The suspect told investigators he had tested his gun there before shooting Abe, according to the Japanese TV station Fuji News Network. The Unification Church controls dozens of ministries in Japan, including one in Nara, a few hundred yards from where Abe was shot Friday. Abe, like many other leaders, had appeared at Unification Church-related events as a paid speaker, most recently in September, on a program that also featured former President Donald Trump. Why bring Trump into this? Like, who wrote this is the Washington Post? What does Trump have to do with any of this? Like, what? Who spoke via video link. In his remarks at the Rally of Hope, which was organized by Moon's widow, Hak Ja Han Moon, who is known in Unification circles as True Mother, Trump
Trump called her a tremendous person and praised her incredible work on behalf of peace all over the world. He added thanks to both moons. The inspiration that they have caused for the entire planet is unbelievable. Sun Myung Moon died in 2012 and his wife and children have battled over control of his businesses and other organizations ever since. In the same program at which Trump spoke, Abe expressed to Hak Jong Moon, my profound thanks for your tireless efforts in resolving disputes in the world, especially in relation to the peaceful unification of the Korean Peninsula. The article goes on even further than that, but I don't know. The whole bringing up Trump thing was just like random as hell, but okie dokie then. Politics, huh? Honestly, just a sad situation all around. Seems as though this guy, similar to some of the crimes I'm starting to notice over there in Japan, is like crimes of passion, and, and it's sad and messed up, and a lot of times it sounds like these people um, are suffering from mental illnesses. Like, just because this dude was a part of a church that wronged your mom, or he was a paid speaker at that to, you know, talk for the church or whatever. Well, what are you doing, dog? How did he get access to the guns? I've heard that uh, some reports, I'm not sure on this one, don't quote me on this one, that it was a homemade gun, but this is such an unbelievable story. You would never, if you told me last year, if you told me two days before, if you told me a day before, if you told me at any given point that this would be, you know, a thing, that Shinzo Abe would be assassinated, I, I wouldn't believe you. I would be like, no, no way, no, no way in hell, like not in Japan, but yeah, very scary times. One last time, condolences to his family, uh, rest in peace just a sad situation all around okay people next up i've noticed that a lot of manga authors have been getting sick recently like we already have the usual suspects that get sick quite often like the author world trigger dude always falls ill and always has to go on break and then i've heard a couple of other series recently going on break due to illnesses and that kind of threw me for a loop for starters somewhat of a noob of a manga called stage s or stages by tomoya harikawa is entering an indefinite not just a temporary and indefinite definite hiatus due to the mangaka suffering from a sudden illness series is scheduled to resume in the quote-unquote near future at jump plus's app wow going on an indefinite hiatus due to sudden health issues is is no joke dog that that's literally like scary stuff honestly i feel bad for this author i feel bad for any author that has to do that because for starters it breaks the momentum i can imagine the anxiety they're facing and all that stuff and really plays a part in their life because at the end of the day this is most of their dreams like they dreamed of doing this and then when they get there for things like this to happen it's a real shame and then you go from that to another author getting sick another noob at that in shonen jump because i believe stages or stage s is in jump plus this is a new author new series in weekly shonen jump because here it says rui dragon will be on break in weekly shonen jump issue number 33 due to the author's poor health condition the series will resume in issue number 34 as scheduled shindo masaoki's author comment in this week's issue of weekly shonen jump i'm destroying my health so i'm going to be taking a break next week i deeply apologize no that's not good at all hearing that just right now kind of shocks the shit out of me for even them to come out and say yo I, I'm, I'm destroying my health like they just started so this is very telling for a lot of people that you know a lot of people dream of this they dream of they want to be the next Ichiro Oda they want to be the next Masashi Kishimoto they want to be the next Kohei Horikoshi they want to be the next Yuki Tabata this is something that you should keep in mind when you want to do that honestly this is why I say self-publishing is the way to go get some backers get some investors and move accordingly because I mean this is two authors back to back and we constantly hear what was it I think it was this time last year that Gekakutami had to take like a month break or two month break uh, with Jujutsu Kaisen because they fell ill and we constantly hear this just terrible situation all around hopefully these authors get some rest and get better because that is no laughing matter by any means for all of these authors to be going in sick let 
alone, I could imagine it probably hits the author of Rui Dragon just a little bit more. I mean, for starters, they're coming out and saying they're destroying their body for this. But also, you get into Weekly Shonen Jump, this is your dream. You don't want to take a break at all because you will feel terrible. You will feel like, oh my god, I'm about to destroy my dream. So, my heart goes out to them. I'm wishing them a speedy recovery. And yeah, um, just terrible news. Chainsaw Man fans, in case you were worried about the Chainsaw Man anime like I was because it was very, very scary that at Anime Expo 2022, there was a big Chainsaw Man panel. A lot of people were excited. People were hoping, okay, boom, if we got the Bleach Styles in your Blood War trailer, we ideally should get something for Chainsaw Man. We'll finally see what it is. Because in case you don't know, Chainsaw Man, its original trailer, that was literally just made to show you what a Chainsaw Man anime would look like. That is not visuals taken from the actual anime. That is just like, hey, let's make something so that they could see that we're eventually working on Chainsaw Man or we are working on Chainsaw Man, whatever the case may be. So a lot of people were like, okay, you know, let, let's see what it's going to look like. Then Anime Expo 2022 rolls around and nothing. We got some interview from, you know, some of the people behind the scenes that work on the anime that said, hey, it's not going to be censored and stuff like that, which, okay, I didn't expect for it to be. If you censor something like Chainsaw Man, you are in store for the biggest backlash of your life. There's a reason why it doesn't have an anime and is one of the most talked about manga globally. Like, it's just that freaking amazing and that huge and that great and fans would revolt immensely if they were like, yeah, you know, we're gonna take the blood out. So I didn't expect any of that and honestly, it was a massive disappointment. That panel, a lot of people were expecting something and got, hey, we're not censoring shit and we're falling a little behind on top of all that, which don't get me wrong, get it right if you need a little bit more time, whatever. Not a big deal. But the more I'm hearing about this, the more it's starting to look like they might have already had a Chainsaw Man trailer and Crunchyroll was like, yo, we just kind of got bought out by Sony, dog. We got like mad money. How about we throw a couple of dollars y'all way and y'all make y'all thing, you know, premiere at good old Crunchy Expo. Because according to this, it says Chainsaw Man anime trailer will be shown during the Crunchyroll Expo on August 7th, confirmed by Crunchyroll staff. So August 7th, we will get a full-on demonstration of what the Chainsaw Man anime is is actually going to look like and I'm not gonna lie I'm still a little skeptical still a little scary because we know that 3d CG to a certain degree is going to be inevitably a part of this because of Denji's chainsaw now it could be that only when he goes into his chainsaw man form do we see that but then there's also basically like animal-esque anamorphic I don't know how the hell you would say it but pretty much like there's the shark dude or whatnot there's a lot of creatures and devils in this series that aren't humanoid that probably need the CGI treatment so it's gonna be scary and we got to keep on our toes about this one but yeah it seems as though we're going to be getting that trailer that probably was already ready I'd imagine by Anime Expo and Crunchyroll is probably like yeah we got money though come over here I uh, will be seeing the first trailer for Chainsaw Man so very exciting stuff scary skeptical because you don't know what the hell this thing is going to look like what it's going to be but nevertheless we're going to be getting it so mark your calendars people because it's gonna be that Chainsaw Man time Chainsaw Man Chainsaw Man let's go Oh, in case you didn't know, I, like, really love Chainsaw Man. Like, really love Chainsaw Man, okay? One Punch Man fans, huge, huge update. Now, in case you missed it, it was, I want to say, about a week ago at this particular point. Uh, there was a big word circulating. I even made a video about it, breaking news over here on Forever News, that the artist of One Punch Man, Yusuke Murata, had came out with a tweet saying pretty much that One Punch Man was about to end. He was having, like, a conversation with a couple of creators, one of which the author of Hajime no Ippo, George Morigawa, and he made a statement that pretty much when translated, 
translated said, oh, the series is about to end. So a lot of people were very upset. A few people came in and was like, no, the kanji and katakana is different and all that. And I was like, okay, I, I, I don't read. I'm going off of what we're gathering. And just like any other news station, CNN, Fox News, when a story breaks, you talk about it. If there's some facts that come out later on that contradict, you do updates. That's how news things work. So for the people that like to come in and immediately, oh, you're you're spreading misinformation. Fuck you. How about that? Like, no, I, I literally mean that with my whole chest out. Like, take that straight to your mother. Because never in my wildest dreams would I sit here in this chair that I've sat in for many of years and say, Oh, I can't wait to spread misinformation. <laughs> this is for Never News. News come out. We report on it. When there's updated facts of information, we report on that too. That's how it goes. But pretty much following the whole controversy of what used Kamerata over on Twitter, somebody quote tweeted his tweet or took a screenshot and said, My brother in Christ, can you please clarify what you meant by this? Americans are half convinced this series is about to end. And Yusuke Kamerata replied and said, I'm only saying that the Garo edition will be settled. I'm sorry for your concern. So pretty much he clarified One Punch Man's manga is not close to ending. It's mainly the Garo stuff that is about to end, which I'm not even going to lie. In a way, I'm kind of happy because a lot of people were telling me, oh my God, this is terrible. I thought, you know, I thought he was setting up for future events. How could this happen? But it seems as though it's just a big misunderstanding. And like I said, I will report on the updates of the story. Get it right as it goes along. It's not perfect. I just break them and okay, there's new information we didn't have because the initial translation said series. Okay, so want to clarify One Punch Man manga as a whole is not ending. Only in the serialized version, the Garo arc is seemingly coming to a close and I ain't mad at it. It's been in the Garo arc for what feels like a hundred million years. Looking forward to seeing where it goes next. Also, once again, I stand by what I said for the people that like to accuse me of trying to spread misinformation. Send that one to your mother, your father, your grandmother, your grandfather. Kind of tired of people accusing me of nonsense. Slam dunk fans. So in case you don't know, recently over here on Forever News, we reported that, yo, we got the first look at the slam dunk movies. They're incoming. There was a lot of sketch drawings that came out and they've just been hyping up that slam dunk is coming with a new movie. So I was like, oh shit, let's freaking go. You know, slam dunk. Well, not a new movie. It's first movie. Like, you know, the slam dunk's IP, despite being one of the most highest selling manga of all time, has kind of been dead in the water for a long time. Toei Animation hasn't really done anything with the anime or whatnot. So to hear that they had a movie coming, I was like, let's freaking go. But apparently Toei really freaking bopped their head on the freaking snowboards of Dragon Ball Super Superhero, despite the fact that that is freaking horribly, horribly, horribly failing at the box office and decided, you know what? We're going to go balls deep uh, with CGI 3D because apparently the Slam Dunk movie it's 3D CG and it's absolutely hilarious that when I reported last on Slam Dunk I made a joke about like imagine they went 3D CG I thought to myself they wouldn't do that they're not gonna do that but uh toy animation is very very trigger happy on the 3D CG because according to this it says here a year and a half ago manga artist Takehiko Inoue tweeted a sudden Slam Dunk is going to be a movie with a simple animated text gif delivering the same message it was a pretty nonchalant way to announce the first new anime content for a series at the time that had been dormant for 25 years but when you're talking about one of the most popular sports anime ever you don't have to say much more than there's going to be more to get people excited that's not to say that fans haven't been hungry for any additional information on the project and toy animation is now ringing the dinner bell with the first teaser trailer for the movie which will be titled the first slam dunk right away we see star hanamichi sakuragi and the rest of his shohoku high school teammates but while the faces will be familiar to anyone who watched the 93 to 96 slam dunk anime the same can't be said for the way they move because the trailer 
trailer is in CGI. Toei hasn't specifically stated that the first Slam Dunk movie will be entirely CG, but the trailer seems like a pretty clear indication that's the direction they're going with. There doesn't appear to be any traditional hand-drawn character animation at all in the video, and it prompted a lot of angry English-speaking fans such as YCG, very disappointed by this shit CG, worst movie trailer I've ever seen, and I'm not even gonna lie, it was a terrible trailer. They had like just some open letters, and you see the 3D CG trying to basically mask and hide it as good as possible, but I'm not even gonna lie, what are you doing? Like, this is really the future? Like, really, really? Like, I accept it, and at the end of the day, like, with, you know, Trigun Stampede, all that stuff, I'm like, I, right, you know, whatevs, I'm gonna accept it. It might be good, but everything, like, is this really, like, we're really, wow, the agenda is so clear. Like, people talk about this agenda, that agenda. The 3D CGI push is 100% real. The agenda for it is here. They're trying it with everything. They tried it with the biggest title, Dragon Ball Super Superhero. They're trying it with Slam Dunk. They're doing it to Trigun. <sighs> Only thing next is for the Black Clover movie after being announced a gajillion years ago to come and say, yo, dog, Black Clover CG. I swear to God, they do that. I'm going to make the biggest, most nastiest rant video you have ever seen in your life. I promise you that. If that Black Clover movie that they've made us wait and wait and wait, and now we got to wait until 2023, if that shit is anything other than two-dimensional, I am going to, oh my God, Studio Piro is going to have to block me. Y'all going to have to block me. Don't do it. Don't do it. And that's solely because y'all have made us wait so freaking long. It better not be and granted slam dunk fans apparently have been waiting 25 years difference is slam dunk was kind of like yo it's been 25 years no one expected shit to come out we've been expecting this black clover movie for ages black clover's manga is still ongoing it's about to restart soon don't play with me dog don't play with me <laughs> the 3d cg infection continues slam dunk's movie will be in 3d cg based off this trailer and ugh, ugh. i forgot what cartoon was it hey arnold there was somebody called mr hot tui that's what i say about this bullshit they force feeding us mob psycho 100 fans in case you don't know season three is on the horizon and apparently over at anime expo not that long ago they had previewed the opening that's coming for the anime and fans were excited or whatnot but seemingly somebody over at the convention had leaked the opening and it caused a little bit of drama on the tl apparently the official mob cycle twitter had to clap back at whoever leaked it because it's kind of a big deal in case you don't know the japanese partners are very extremely extraordinarily protective of their ip so much so that when stuff like this happens it very well could get the rights removed from certain companies like all sorts of stuff could happen i've seen it happen with they almost took the rights away from funimation back in the day over a one piece episode airing like a hour earlier or some shit like that it's madness over there but here's what went down courtesy of anime news network it says here official mob psycho twitter account says it's really sad after opening leaked online after anime expo panel the mob psycho 100 franchise's official twitter account commented on leaked information from the anime's panel at anime expo on sunday it wrote i appreciate those who followed our request not to record and upload the opening those who did well we are just really sad and you probably want to say a lot more a recording of the opening taken by an attendee at the panel appeared on youtube shortly after the panel on sunday and has yet to be removed it accumulated over 44,000 views as of this writing mob choir will perform the anime's opening theme song one crunchyroll previewed the full opening sequence for the anime's third season during the panel crunchyroll will host the premiere of the first two episodes of the anime at its Crunchyroll Expo event on August 5th through 7th. Crunchyroll will stream the anime worldwide. Yo, I'm, I'm gonna just keep it a buck with you. This alongside the fact that Crunchyroll was able to snatch and, and nab the rights to the Chainsaw Man trailer or whatnot is showing that Crunchyroll is starting to have a lot of power in the anime industry. Like, dog, they are getting exclusives 
episodes, trailers of the biggest IP out there. Sony buying in has given them a lot of power, and that's scary. That's not the greatest thing in the world because now, remember, Funimation don't exist no more. Funimation is a part of Crunchyroll now. It's just Crunchyroll. So we got Crunchyroll, and honestly, the only other competitor really is Netflix. Like, who else is really going out there that can really stand toe-to-toe? Amazon ain't really in the anime arena like that. Like, there's a couple of ones surrounding it, but it's really Crunchyroll and Netflix at this particular point. And, of course, you know the various illegals out there but we're just speaking about the official the authentic so to speak it's Crunchyroll and Netflix and as it stands right now Crunchyroll has all the power in the world and that is scary monopolies are, are illegal in certain areas for a reason because Crunchyroll could decide one day to go bananas and ruin everything for all of us so we gotta wait and see kind of sucks that somebody recorded that that opening but then at the same time I'm kind of like well you know it's still gonna be massive and it was only seen by like you know 44,000 people considering Mob Psycho has millions and millions and millions of fans so I feel like if anything maybe that just gives a little bit of a excitement and promo for the anime to come regardless and also it's kind of like yeah y'all sad because realistically y'all probably Probably paid a lot of money for all of these exclusives and y'all don't want them leaked but well stop paying for exclusives and i don't fucking know what to tell you make sure you have metal detectors and collect everyone's phones before they enter the auditorium something either way mob cycles opening leaked out and mob cycle was a little mad you know what i mean one piece fans in case you wasn't hyped for one piece film red i got something that might get you hyped we got a new promotional poster with a couple of little pieces of info it says here one piece film red movie new key visual revealed movie is scheduled for august 6 2022 and apparently it will be indeed an imax and for the most part again you've just seen the same clothes that we've seen for a bit now and honestly the way they're pushing that shanks is going to be a very vital part of this and the straw hats are like really little you got shanks and his daughter at the top i want a lot of shanks in this film i'm just keep it a bug with you shanks better be very prevalent i don't want just you know 30 minutes 40 minutes into the movie you just see shanks's hair and he turns around and says what where's my daughter and that's the end of it with shanks like that better not be the case that really better not be i'm pushing it too heavy yeah i got the straw hats real tiny and it's all about shanks this time around they didn't decide to do it like pretty much most of the movies as of recent times when it comes to one piece has been about pushing oh we got a new villain that's even crazier than the last one like last movie was oh bullet somebody that was on roger crew time before that was oh somebody of gold he rocked with doflamingo oh one piece film z the former admiral z and then cheeky he was somebody that went up against roger back in the day so now the fact that they went this route yet again reaffirm something pay attention when fanab tells you these things people at the very least shueisha stuff they have really refocused their marketing i repeat they have refocused their marketing in all aspects they're going 3d cg with a lot of things and then on top of that one of the big themes that they're pushing with everything is family oriented stuff this is because anime and manga has become so mainstream now that the next step is well how do we get to the people that we can't get to yet well let's push things that anybody universally can watch family friendly things so shanks and his daughter is family friendly gohan and his daughter in dragon ball superhero family friendly this is where they're going with it i'm telling you that's why they're pushing it like this every film up till now or at the very least all of the films since strong world have been big villain oh the fights is gonna be crazy big villain this one is oh shanks has a daughter oh what happened there oh her relationship with luffy they're going a different direction and at the very least we saw with superhero it kind of failed let's see what they do with this shanks one again this poster it looks awesome and all that jazz but the fact that they're pushing family stuff that's all good make a good movie though like i don't care about hey we got family that that's great i love my family and i'm gonna be with my family to watch this movie when it comes out over here in theaters better be a good movie 
and I better get way more than just a couple of cameos from Shanks in a film about Shanks and his freaking daughter. Tokyo Revenger fans, it's been a little tiny bit quiet over the last couple of weeks. We got that big announcement that boom, this is the Christmas arc incoming or whatnot. But we just got another major update that just shows how big of a staple Tokyo Revengers for better or worse because there's a lot of people that don't really care for Tokyo Revengers especially as of the last I don't even know six months now almost a year it's been a, a, a bit since Tokyo Revengers has kind of started to gain this like this negativity that follows it but according to this Tokyo Revengers now has 65 million copies in circulation worldwide 58 million copies are from Japan and 7 million from the rest of the world so clearly majority of the Tokyo Revenger fandom lies in Japan. Japan, 7 million that's still not too bad outside of Japan but yeah it seems like Tokyo Revengers is more so maybe integrated in delinquency and like gang culture over there in Japan for crying out loud the author Ken Wakui is a former gang member he was literally a part of a gang I wouldn't be surprised if it was similar to theirs because even the photo that I seen of him back when he was with his gang he had like a black jacket which is kind of like the Tokyo Manji gang or whatever so yeah that, that's probably why it resonates so heavily in Japan because delinquency and all of that is is very similar to what happens in the anime but yeah 65 million copies nothing to sneeze at nothing to laugh at at the end of the day it is a massive massive title a massive contender and something just in general that you can't ignore you can say oh you want that oh i don't like it or whatever but 65 million little by little especially by the end of its anime run i have no doubt in my mind 100 million copies easy going up there with the other kodansha titles that are huge like attack on titan and all that like feels like tokyo avengers came at the right time with attack on titan you know coming to a close what now we got like one more season of the anime and it's a wrap but as far as manga it's been over for a bit now they needed something to fill the void of yo <laughs> we're gonna die without titan they got tokyo avengers and it's doing numbers and still doing numbers bastard fans in case you ain't hear about bastard it is a legendary series that had old ovas back in the days more so recently netflix came out with an anime i believe 13 episodes i really really got to dive more into it i watched the first episode and loved it but i'm currently encaged by watching another show um not anime related better call soul and it's like until i finish better call soul I, I i won't watch anything else and it's like i i want to watch bastard so bad but thankfully i know that more bastard is incoming immediately netflix is not going to be able to play with this one according to this it says the second core of bastard heavy metal dark fantasy consisting of 11 episodes distributes worldwide on netflix from september 15th and it's stuff like this that makes me think like yo y'all so obvious on how y'all be dangling people around right because y'all dropped those jojo episodes and it took a freaking whole year for us to get more bastard you dropped 13 and we're already coming back with the next set so what why is it that jojo's we we gotta wait a whole freaking year for the oh because you want to keep us dangling around waiting for that next fix of the jojo huh like i ain't gonna lie I, i'm not a fan of that like clearly i can get bastard done 24 episodes within a few months in between but when it comes to something like jojo's it's like yeah yeah i get 12 here and there you know every other year yeah no no i want it all now god damn it or one a week or something stop playing with me like i guarantee you all of the episodes are probably already animated sitting in a vault somewhere waiting to be uploaded on their date give me that damn jojo's anime if you could give me bastard which don't get me wrong bastard is amazing too again it was so good 
that first episode. Oh my god. Oh, I, I might have to put my better call salting on pause for bastard. I'm just saying. Uh, second core coming September 15th, which it's gonna be a big month for Netflix. They got JoJo's September 1st, and then two weeks after, we got Bastard. So, okay, okay, Netflix, I see you. Considering they're like the only competition that stops Crunchyroll from taking over the world, we gotta support Netflix, huh? Dr. Stone fans, good news. Despite the fact that the manga is over, and we did have a little bit of good news with the chapter that they released that took place after the end of the Dr. Stone manga, anime-wise, we've been waiting like, yo, what's going on? We just recently got released the Dr. Stone Ryusai special. I believe it debuted at Anime Expo, if I'm not mistaken. So they put out that little anime special, and that's all fine and dandy. Honestly, it's like, okay, you know, a li little bit of a special, but I definitely want the next season of the anime. Like, honestly, I was very, very disappointed when we got the last season of the anime, and it was like, wait, no, no, what's happening, dog? We ain't getting it till 2023, the next episodes, and then the manga ended. It was just like all in absolute chaos, but have no fear. They finally released a little teaser trailer and an update for Dr. Stone. It says, Dr. Stone New World scheduled for spring 2023. So essentially right now we're in July. We got about like what nine months 10 months something like that not the greatest news in the world and it's honestly making me question like why are they doing this like yo y'all killing any hype that dr stone as a series had is gonna be completely washed out by then unless they're planning on dropping from time to time like hey little chapters here and there which that kind of could work because from what i've heard dr stone's ending would lend to being able to drop chapters from time to time moving forward after the end of the manga again i have not read how the manga ended i have been with Dr. Stone and anime only and I like it that way and that's where I'm kind of like I'm disappointed that it's a lot more of a wait but nevertheless we know for sure now it's Dr. Stone New World aka the season 3 of the anime and it will be spring of 2023 so April time <sighs> it's not the greatest in the world is it ideal hells no but at the very least we know that we're getting a little bit more Dr. Stone and uh yeah Dr. Stone anime return soon ish quickly Phantom Seer fans in case you don't remember Phantom Seer it had a lot of hype behind it it was in shonen jump and for x y and z reasons that nobody really understands it got canceled early it was doing pretty freaking well sales were doing good fans were loving it but for whatever reason it still got canceled however the authors they have not given up yet it says matsura kento and goto togo the duo behind phantom seer will be publishing a new baseball one-shot manga titled harukaze mound in weekly shonen jump issue number 33 so they're trying yet again to come back with something else i believe they did a one shot not that long ago i think it was something maybe behind the scenes that happened with phantom seer that we'll probably will never know because there was no reason for it to end and the fact that jump is giving them more opportunities to try and come back to the magazine giving them one shots it could be that at that particular point they just had no real need for a battle series and they kind of let it come into the magazine but maybe it didn't eclipse any expectations so they were like we like these guys they're really talented but we probably can't do anything with Phantom Seer right now. That's the only thing I could imagine because it had a fan base behind it. It was doing pretty well sales-wise. It wasn't like a flop by any means. And they still said, no, 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 no. We, we want to just die off. We want to just end everything right now. We don't want new blood. No, no, new blood. No, no. But yeah, at the very least, they're coming back with a baseball series. Mm, it could be good. Some sports series, of course, are legendary. You know, you got the Kuro Girls, You got the Haikus. You got the Slam Dunks of the world. Uh, so never know. It could be good. 
but quickly for me and Roboco fans and <laughs> if you uh, subscribe to my other channel for Neverworld which most of you came over from there anyway I don't want to act like hey we're completely independent not just yet but pretty soon I'm gonna have a very very interesting me and Roboco video over there because yeah I've said a lot about the series and I've got a lot to say about the series uh, but it says here me and Roboco TV anime is scheduled to start broadcasting in winter 2023 now I'm curious they say winter 2023 do they mean that like this January because if they're talking about like December of uh, I highly doubt that it's more than likely that this January the me and Roboco anime will start which I ain't gonna lie considering it's a comedy series for fans of me and Roboco that would be a great way to start the new year off with some laughs and stuff like that because hey it's clearly some type of successful that they're keeping it in the magazine right so yeah me and Roboco top of the year starting things off not too bad for it again if you're a fan of it I'm not saying I'm not a fan I'm not saying I am a fan I'm gonna have a very very enjoyable watch of a video over there on my other channel you're gonna want to tune in so subscribe and all that jazz if you're not i can't believe i'm promoting for neverworld normally i use for neverworld to promote everything else but for never news baby this is my baby over here love it over here and i love you guys for following me over here as well saint Seiya fans huge updates honestly i wasn't even too in the loop of what was going on but apparently saint Seiya live action is incoming and it's coming a lot quicker than you would have expected because it says here live action knights of the zodiac to deliver first look at comic-con i i've never liked that tagline knights of the zodiac it's it's saint seiya all right i get it that's part of the title but it's saint seiya saint seiya no saint seiya ashita no yusa oh yeah saint seiya it's been five years since the live action knights of the Zodiac movie was announced based on the Saint Seiya manga by Masami Kuromata and we're finally going to see the first look at the feature later this month. This year San Diego Comic Con will be hosting a panel for the film with key cast and crew members on hand for the big reveal. Guests in attendance include cast members Madison Iceman and Diego Tinoco as well as director Tomas Bajinski, The Witcher, toy animation producer Yoshi Ikazawa and fight choreographer Andy Chang. The cast of the live action nights of the zodiac film include oh wow it's been so freaking long i remember reporting on this and the live action and the cast members that were announced and whatnot i remember now talking about this wow it's been in production forever they probably scared to death that this is gonna flop but yeah uh the saint Seiya movie the live action is apparently still a thing and the panel will take place again saturday july 23rd at 5 p.m or 5 30 p.m pacific time in room 6a so there's going to be a massive massive saint Seiya thing going on and honestly I'm not expecting much just keeping it real we already know with live action some live actions kind of lend themselves like if there was a black lagoon live action announced there's a possibility that could be really good because black lagoon there's not much you got to do just get the right actors and get the right script or whatnot but with fantastical stuff like saint Seiya, where it's like armor and you know transforming and big giant battles i'm very very skeptical and saint Seiya is a pioneer of all of this stuff it pioneered the shonen genre even before the days of durogamoru so saint Seiya live action and then I remember seeing the cast members and I wasn't too thrilled they didn't look all that you know Saint Seiya-ish so I guess we gotta wait and see but yeah the, the Knights of the Zodiac movie incoming it's going to premiere and 
yeah, who, who's thrilled for this? Who asked for this? Who wants this? I mean, I wouldn't mind more Saint Seiya anime, but this? Okay, people, next up, let's take a look at the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Jose underscore Ke. Off rip, 50 through 41. We got One Piece 102, uh, bringing in 10,000. It's crazy, dog. This One Piece volume is about to leave the top 50 without reaching 2 million. It's at 1.67. And I know you're probably thinking, that's nothing. But One Piece, I, I remember it doing 3 million before leaving the top 50. And we've seen the decline, people. That is why One Piece is returning into its final saga or whatnot. Because, yeah, it's definitely declined. Then we got at number 47, Jujutsu Kaisen with 10.5 thousand, volume 19, uh, almost 1.7. That's definitely... Actually, no, that's a rise for Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm, I'm tripping. Uh, yeah, there's a bit of a dip for a lot of the big ones. Because then jumping over to uh, Tokyo Revengers, the biggest, pretty much biggest uh, Kodansha title right now. With 10.6, 916 Okay, that volume, I didn't expect for it to get that close to a million before leaving the top 50. Like, because it, it hasn't been doing the greatest in my opinion. So the fact that we're closing in on a million, it could possibly hit the million before leaving the top 50. I'm going to be interested to see but uh vo volume 24 of tokyo avengers 916,000 getting close to leaving we gotta wait and see then moving on 40 through 31 a lot of kind of i don't want to say no names that sounds disrespectful but nothing that i'm too familiar with then number 36 uh joseph bizarre adventure crazy diamonds demonic heartbreak 13,000 bringing its total to 88,000 for this first volume of the spinoff netflix when I, I hope netflix is already working on this adaptation because any more jojos is always welcome in my opinion I don't care. Then we got places 30 through 21. Uh, One Punch Man Volume 26, 15,295. Dope stuff. And considering Murata confirmed that it'll still be going for a while. Yeah, it, it's doing very well. Uh, Yomi no Sugai Volume 1, 18,000, 170,000. In case you don't know, that's the newest battle series from the author of Full Metal Alchemist. And doing doing good stuff. Doing good stuff. And number 21, Golden Kamui's latest volume, Volume 30, and 17 days, 265,000, 24,000 this week. Good for golden kamui uh then we got places 20 through 11 so so no free air in volume 18 26 000 uh the spy family takeover jesus christ number 18 17 14 13 12 11 damn <laughs> okay then uh then top 10 10 through 8 yet again spy family and it's crazy because the anime is over so i'm expecting some of these sales to probably start slowly dropping and then coming right back once fall hits and spy family returns again with the second core of season one uh number six record of ragnarok volume 15 43,184. Very excited to see what they do with uh, the Record of Ragnarok Season 2 now that they announced that it's coming back. We'll see if they learn from their mistakes and make the animation a little more fluid. <laughs> I'm not going to hold my breath. Uh, number 5. I've never heard of this series, but um, I'm fascinated to read it. Blue Giant Explorer. It's just some dude holding like... Is that a bell from a drum or something? I, I want to say that's like a bell from a drum. Shoutouts to that brother right there holding that bell of the drum. Number 4. Kingdom Volume 65. 50,000. 17 days. Over half a minute baby 541,000 let's go one of the goats uh then number two tokyo avenger volume 28 75,674 i want to say this is doing better than the previous volume i could be off on that but it looks to be mm, we'll see before it leaves the top 50 for sure and then number one never heard of this series that kind of looks like kirito's little sister in sort on a line kusuriya no hitori goto 86,000 in 11 days 251,000 total uh it's a seinen series seinen mystery drama well that's my bag i don't know about necessarily that character design 
time, but um, seeing the Seinen mystery drama definitely caught my eye. And the fact that it's number one probably might have something good to it. I don't know, but um, might check it out. And I know that was a breeze through the top 50, but it's a learning curve. This is a new version of Forever News. We're figuring things out, okay? Hope you enjoyed. And we'll wrap this bad boy off with the Weekly Shonen Jump and Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. Let's start off with Jump. For starters, we have at number one, Shuhei Miyazaki from Mia Roboco. We made it to two years thanks to all your support and the amazing Anako did cosplay for Roboco. I'm crying. Shoutouts to Roboco. Uh, we got Jujutsu Kaisen's Gagakutami. Itadori, Higuruma, and Kamo have pretty much the same hairstyle. What do I do now? Change it? Or... I don't know, recolor it or something? Man, Jump is really barren. I'm like trying to find author comments of authors that I'm familiar with and everything is on break or hiatus. It's so strange. We got Yusei Matsui, author of The Elusive Samurai. Even with all the advancements in technology, we still haven't solved the hot vending machine drink is too hot problem. Oh my God. God, when you get a hot chocolate and you're so excited. Oh, I can't wait to drink. Oh, oh, my mouth. Oh. Yuto Suzuki, author of Sakamoto Days. I'm a bit late, but the match 2022 was awesome. I can't wait for Risen in September. Shout out to Sakamoto Days. Uh, Hajime Komodo, author of Martial Magic and Muscles. Sorry, I'm off by a week. Thank you so much for the anime. I'll do my best. He reminds me so much of the author of Chainsaw Man, Tatsuki Fujimoto. He's so flippant about shit. He's like, hey, hey, thank you. I'm late. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Hajime Komodo. And then wrapping things up, the poor Gen Oscar dead last with Doron Dororon. A reader sent me some instant curry that they recommend. Thank you. It was delicious. Man, I I'm surprised they left Doron Dororon. It's probably just that they needed X amount of series in the magazine, but the, the amount of times that it is all the way in the back, unless they're pulling a Kimetsu no Yaiba and they truly believe in this one and the editorial staff is like, you can put it dead last every time. It's staying in there for the long haul. That's getting canceled the next cancellation round. There's no other way around it. It's always dead last. Also a little bit scary that Undead Unluck and Mosh have been in the back as well just want to note that i mean marshall is ending soon it got an anime in the works from a1 pictures so marshall's safe and undead i believe is going into the last arc no anime on that one I, yo imagine undead doesn't get an anime and they just announce like hey we're, we're doing a live action of it which now that i think about it a live action opposed to getting an anime that might be an experiment they might say you know what instead of doing the anime route for this one we're gonna try live action i don't know how that will work with the fantastical stuff but at the very least some of the more intimate moments i think could possibly work especially considering it's very uh in the beginning fan service -y and that probably would translate better in live action or, or maybe not i don't know <laughs> a bit of a messy situation and either way those were the weekly shonen jump all the comments let's move to weekly shonen magazine we got nonkong from the series kanan sama beer drunk outside is delicious no it is not people don't even care for that comment sorry uh then we got nakaba suzuki author of four nights of the apocalypse my wife just beat super mario world on the super nes mini oh my god that sounds so free the nostalgia that just came to my mind the memories of playing that with my sister and my cousin oh my god uh yoshitoki oima i've started drinking bio 3 uh the author of two year eternity Okay, shoutouts to whatever the heck that is. It sounds a lot healthy. Uh, we got Kei Urana, author of Gachi Akuta. My ability to sniff out poop hidden in the background art by my staff has risen in accordance to their prowess in hiding it from me. Really? <laughs> 
Oh shit, I'm getting back into this one. I, I love this author so much. George Morikawa, author of Hajime no Ippo. Hiro's become a right fine YouTuber without me realizing it. Is he referring to Hiro Mashima? When are you going to say Fenev, okay, George Morikawa? No, George Morikawa, you never got to mention my name. I shouldn't even have rolled my voice to talk to you like that. Shout outs to you. You probably beat my ass with them boxing hands, dog. I know about you. Then we got Negi Haraba, author of Ranger Reject. Leeway in my manuscripts is leeway in my soul. Yo, they really don't push this manga at all. They try to act like it doesn't exist. Maybe when it's over, they're going to do like a big push and try to make the next Sentai, Super Sentai with it. But they act like that shit does not exist, despite the fact that from everything I hear, it's a good series. Ken Wakui, author of Tokyo Revengers. I finally went crazy on a clothes sale and bought a bunch. Loitering around clothes stores is a ton of fun uh it can be like i went uh, clothes shopping maybe a couple months back and i bought some clothes i've never thought i would have bought and it was actually really dope like hey a polo shirt man i never bought a polo shirt let's buy a polo shirt yusuke nomura author of blue lock it'd be great if i could hit up summer festivals this year probably not you're a mangaka you know the rules <laughs> not the rules the unfortunate truth is you can't go nowhere you're just drawing 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 and closing things out hiro mashima author of fairy tale eden zero fairy tale 100 years quest next week commemorates the 200th chapter feels like it crept up before i realized the serialization is already four years old that's crazy eden zero is four years old i remember talking about it just starting i remember talking about the concept art what time dog time julius we're looking at you bro but yeah people those are all the stories we have for today's episode curious what you guys think most important story favorite story something that i did not include in this this one that you want me to include in the next one again this is a new version of forever news never went this long with it never did it this way so it's a work in progress take all feedback i'd appreciate it immensely so laugh for this one though thanks for watching hope you enjoyed i'm for never world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life boy. have an awesome day peace in and you just watched another episode of forever Have an awesome day. Don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell if you want more of that for never news, baby. Yeah.